Hi, I'm Luke. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Saturday afternoon team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Mansell, Hughes, Williams, Suckling, Nicolo and myself. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us on Saturday Arvos because we just love sport. To all three of our viewers, welcome. This is The Shedcast. My name is Luke and uh, we will be beginning today by doing a bit of introduction to all of the boys. <laughs> so uh, to my right is Mr Aidan Mantle. Just tell us a little bit about uh, the teams that you follow and the sports you enjoy. Well, thank you for that introduction. Well, Chelsea, Warsaw, in terms of football, soccer, um, I guess the New York Knicks for bet. One game he watches. It's okay, bro. He's got his culture king hat. Let's let's not talk about He's that show. <laughs> that's about it, really. My right as well. Hmm? Yeah. 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 Um, we have to finish this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in uh, football as well, I do love Roma. A little bit of a soft spot, Everton. Um, <laughs> Come on, the toppies. <laughs> the toppies. Um, but yeah, I do love Roma. Uh, obviously, um, I like Crows. We'll get to that as well. Stuff. Mr. Kane Williams is to my right as well. Kane, tell us a bit about your followings. Well, Adelaide United member, Hawthorne Football Club member. <laughs> I'm like these boys, I should put money into the game. <laughs> um, massive city, Manchester City fan. I've been a fan since 09. Um, <laughs> I've been a long time. Um, also, motorsport tragic. Unlike any of these guys who think the cars just go around in circles, I love me a bit of skating. Man, in the wise words of Luke Moroni, why would you pay to watch the motorsport when you can just go to the Southern Expressway? Well, like, I was sat on South Road 9 to 5 for the last year, and it's just not the same, I guess. It's not bad enough. So, yeah, a bit of that in the podcast, but yeah. No, that's about it. That's great stuff. Uh, Mr. Aaron Nicolo is to my left, the big man, the big keg himself. <laughs> Tell us a bit about your sporting loves. Um, I'm really mostly... Uh, Football fan or soccer, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm a Man United supporter. <laughs> I do the other leagues, um, League One, La Liga, Serie A, and uh, Bundesliga. I enjoy keeping up with them and seeing how the competition runs and all that. And I am a Tottenham San Antonio Spurs fan. Oh, <laughs> that's two different things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I'm also an F1 fan recently, uh, since COVID has started, and I've been enjoying that recently. 
That's about it. <laughs> uh, to my left is Cameron Hughes. Tell oh, us a bit about your sporting loves, Cameron. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a great introduction, Luke. Your 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 one with words. If everybody else could shut up while I'm doing my fucking introduction, yeah, that'd be so great. We've got Fifty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, um, well, I'll, I'll I'll speed run through it. You know, I'm a, a big Cardiff City supporter. Have been since. Uh, since whenever you don't, you put, you put your fucking fingers down when you talk about part of their mates. Uh, yeah, uh, big Adelaide United fan as well, also a member. Uh, so like Kane, I actually contribute to the club, keeping them afloat during these uh, very trying times. Uh, Trailblazers fan as well. So uh, unlike Aiden and Bryce, I can actually look forward to this season for the NBA. <laughs> and uh, that's about it, really. Does uh, anyone really look forward to an NBA season, mate? Uh, you know. Honestly. All right, and. Uh, is that everything, Cameron? I think that's it. You know, um, uh, a bit, a bit enjoy a bit of dance. You know, mainly just because you can, uh, you just drink yeah. the entire time, bro. Yeah, because nice. Shrek on the fucking dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my name is Luke, uh, West Coast Eagles fan, Chelsea fan, and mentioned Gladbach fan. Not a member. Not a member. <laughs> I'm a Chelsea member, but that's Ooh. it. I do look, like to put money into my billion dollar club. <laughs> Uh, and that's about it. So uh, we've got a few uh, few little topics here that we're going to discuss tonight, boys. So the most exciting at the moment, of course, is the football, the soccer, the English Premier League. So we're going to kick off with that tonight. Premier League fixtures, absolutely exciting for the week. We've had uh, one game already, Palace getting really clapped in the last <laughs> And tonight's big game, uh, Brighton versus Liverpool. So what's going to happen, boys? Well, just looking at uh, Liverpool's starting eleven, drop Mana. Mana Jarno's on the bench, yeah. so Yota takes his spot. But I mean, to be honest, Liverpool are going to get over them, sure, absolutely. I don't think Brighton's got anything really to play with. Um, so I think that's a pretty much a pretty simple result. I think also Burnley. Not really, don't know about City at the moment, to be honest. Well, let's have a bit of a chat about the other fixtures. So, City Burnley, of course. A very exciting game. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, your captain for the week. Captain of fantasy. And look, I think it's about time to explode. I think it's about time City exploded. They've done pretty poorly this season, if I'm honest with you as a fan. So, mm. I'm thinking they're about ready. These two fixtures with Burnley and Fulham are probably the ones where they really need to perform. And I can see them winning three or four at home. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're, uh, <laughs> I don't know how that turned out. <laughs> and what about your boys this week, Bryce Everton? I know you're absolutely up and about for their game. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they playing this week again, Bryce? Uh, they do have leagues. They're reading my phone screen. <laughs> 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 um, the 4 a.m. fixture is an entire thing, but um, yeah, you think we'd get up there. Mm-hmm. We, you, we've got everything. Yeah, the season. So, yeah, spot on. That's a great call. Cool. And your favourite player, James, how do you think he's going to be? Um, yeah, look, that's just a monthly, but it should be a close game. Leeds have been quite good. Um, there's not many teams that I can remember that have done so well coming straight up. Um, yeah, pretty good performance. Yeah, I mean, they're no wolves a couple of years back. <laughs> There's a recipe for a high-scoring game. That's your, that's your recipe. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Leeds have been great for that this season. So. Ever- Everton have deplorable defensively, but going forward. No Dinho either. That's the, no uh, Dinho. And what about your boys this week, Mr. Aaron Nicolai? <laughs> Southampton, New Manchester United. What's the what's the four one one on that side of ten? Um, <clears throat> I'm confident that we can win the game. Um, I know that uh, Victor Lindelof may not play or Juan Bazaka because they both. I think Lindelof has had a back injury recently. Mm-hmm. He's had back issues. Uh, I can't quite recall what the issue was with Juan Bazaka, but. Um, I'm interested to see how Alex Tellez goes at left back. You know, mm, I was, I was actually ex- I was excited when we signed him because mm. I actually looked into him a little bit when he was at Porto and he seemed like a very attacking type of player. He crosses the ball very well, and I think um, I think also Pogba's out and Tomine's out, so mm. hopefully Donny Van Beek will start, and hopefully we can. It's about time to get a starter, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I think after after the Champions League game we had, he played very well. He had good encouragement, and I think we should win. Well, looking at your, I mean, looking at your injury list: Wambasaka, Bai, Lingard, Shaw, Rashford, Pod, Pogba, Jones, Dominay, <laughs> and Lindelof. A lot of players out, but luckily for you, you're a one-person team. Bruno rocks up, and also <laughs> to be fair to them. That's only like what two first team players. Yeah, not no even Danny Ings though. No Danny Ings, which is big for you, I reckon. I, I just, I just want to say though, I really think that we should have like a little like bell for when Statman Aaron comes out. Absolutely. For when he when he looks into the players. I think um, I'm hoping Cavani starts as well. I think he has an opportunity. I mean, he's 33, but you know he puts in the work effort. Absolutely. I can't believe he's starting at the moment with his record across Europe. Only years, but. Incredible goals. Has Marshall got a shot on target yet? No, he hasn't. No. He so, starts above Cavani. He has the yeah. same amount of shots on target this season as I do yeah. in the Premier League. And for all two people in the world that care, uh, Cardiff have... Uh, Wait, I was just about to interject with this. So we got Luton in the championship at the moment. Oh. closer to going down than you are to going up. What's happening at the moment, Cameron? Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, if I speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> um, look, mate, there's there's no other way to put it other than we're just shit, absolutely shit. I mean, Kiefer Moore, that's the uh, that's the bright side of the season with his big fucking Welsh brickhead mm. putting in the goals. But yeah, it's uh, gonna be a it's gonna be a week for Harris if he wins. I'm on his uh, I'm on his support train. If he loses. It's Harris out, boys. We gotta get it. Us, our sixteenth manager in the fucking ten years. You're not, you're not that bad club to be that low on the table. We're not. I mean, you're looking at the clubs above you, and it's just like it's been a it's been a poor start. We've we've ha- drawn too many games where we should have won, yeah. and also against Coventry, the goal we conceded was sort of nightmares to this day. It was only on Wednesday, <laughs> so it's not that not been that many nightmares. Mm. And the big game tonight, Chelsea versus Tottenham. And it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Who's going to be the winners on that one? The I mean, way- Chelsea are always the winners. Can we ask Luke and Aiden before we... It's going to be a very interesting game. I struggle to see us... Losing without up front. 
Sorry. Um, if we can stop Pringle. No. If we can stop <laughs> Harry Kane, then we can stop Tottenham. That's my thought. What do you think, Aiden, on the, on the subject? Sorry, Aiden. Sorry, Joe. How can you stop Bale? Bale? How can you stop Bale when he puts a hat-trick past you? There's absolutely no oh, chance. Bale. <laughs> Bale's just the greatest player in Premier League. <laughs> player in the world. That's a weird way to talk about Didier Drogba. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a good call. That was like a slap for the audience. Son and uh, Harry Kane up front is very dangerous. But when you've got Son big, Kane up. yeah, when you've got big muscling <laughs> Zuma putting in the headers, scoring a header from halfway, I think that would be <laughs> fine. What do you think, Mr. Mansell? I don't know. It's like a good attack versus a good defense at the moment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what weird. It's almost as if we have this entire thing mapped out yeah. before we started. Absolutely not. So, <laughs> they're pretty well all the delicious fixtures in the Premier League. Also, one thing, whoever wins that game is my favorite for the title. We'll be getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to cover. There's just another. There's just an, a, a a couple of delicious fixtures this week in the Bundesliga as well. <laughs> oh, fucking nothing. We're looking at uh, the biggest fixture of the week: Union Berlin versus Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> Easy win for Bayern. Who's uh, who? Who Schalke playing? That's all I. All I mentioned Gladbach to play Schalke this week. So I think so, Schalke, I think Schalke for them in that one. I think they're a much better team than Mönchengladbach. Absolutely. I would say that Mönchengladbach certainly aren't the most exciting middle-of-the-range team well, in Europe at the moment. That are, Schalke have zero wins this season, mm. but Mönchengladbach have three, so I'm thinking Schalke. Seven. Yeah, Schalke aren't bottom of the Bundesliga, which is a very good coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> minus 19 goal difference, which means they've got goals in them, so they're going to put and the fact that Menchin Gladbach are top of uh, the Champions League group of death for this season but just shows how the absolute groups, they are. The group shit. Yeah, Inter and Real Madrid certainly aren't at the levels that they used to be. So, no, good call there. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, our next topic of discussion, of course, is for the Fantasy League, boys. Oh, it's been a, a massive battle in the uh, Laura's Lads fantasy group. <laughs> uh, Laura, of course, being this year's uh, MasterChef winner. All the money According on it. Yeah, we got hey, hey, it's okay. You know what, boys? I'm going to win fantasy this year because I know somebody that was a cameraman on the final of fantasy. <laughs> so it's guaranteed <laughs> that we're going to get into it. Who's your captain this week, Cameron? Oh, let me take a look because it's quite lonely at the top, you know? Oh, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Very easy to fall from the top. Mate, that's all. That's all that really matters. When you're three points ahead, you know, that's three points with only twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, Luke, that my captain is DCL Big Dominic Calvert. Don't say Dominic Calvert. Against Leeds, but you know what? He is. He is the twist. Also, have Banford in my team because I feel. It's going to be 1-1, one, one, and it's going to be DCL and Bamford as the only two goals. Mm. What about yourself, Mr. Dick? Hello? Um, I've got <laughs> Bruno Fernandes as well. Yeah, you're languishing this season, mate. That's a very good choice. I will be honest with you. You were odds-on favourite to, like, absolutely shrek Especially as your part-time stats, man. <laughs> what, what's happening this season, Aaron? Why, do you, why are you falling from the top? I don't know. I mean, I've... 
just had games where like, players just didn't perform as well as I hoped. And yeah, understandable. It, man. You, you think a player's going to perform great, but they don't quite perform great. Up to the table, I suppose, but excellent insight. Yeah. Fact, Sometimes players don't do good. The fact my missus drew here is a bit concerned. Mm. She knows fuck all of that. I mean, it does help that her boyfriend's making the team. <laughs> <laughs> and your captain this week, uh, as we said before, is Kevin De Bruyne. Kane. Kevin De Bruyne, taking the risk. Kevin has done fuck all this Bruyne. season, but I reckon, Bruyne. I reckon, if we score three or four goals, he's going to get a couple of assists. You reckon you'll be able to get a few past the most boring team in football? I reckon so. I mean, if you looked at Tottenham last week, we had a lot of shots. Mourinho is just so well organised. Mm. Is Mourinho even that good, though? I don't know. Ask Bryce, because apparently Mourinho is a good manager. That is one of the great And uh, who was your captain for the week? Jamie Vardy. That's a great call. I've also gone Jamie Vardy this Jamie week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great choice. He's still my captain from last week. No, you, you don't need to tell the, the, our two viewers that. Um, <laughs> we've lost a viewer. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> my captain also being Jamie Vardy, but so is my uh, competition captain. So, Who is everybody playing? Stressing yeah. about. I've got the, the big Tom Glasbrook, so that's an easy three points for me because he has half his team out injured. Hello, mm-hmm. Tom from Canberra, um, the most boring city in Australia. Um, yeah, you have a war memorial there, but you've never been to war. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I'm. <next time. laughs> That's the, that's the most I've ever learned about Canberra. <laughs> Our next big topic, and this is a very big topic, Premier League title contenders. We uh, we have to throw the question out there. Uh, Bryce, you're a bit of an Everton man. Do you think Everton can, uh, can slide into that top position this season or are they still just not strong enough? Um, look, we, obviously we, we'll get to this. Part two, but like to go off season probably not gonna get them where they want to be. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned before, European football would have been the absolute minimum you've got to get out of this one. Um, but yeah, you've got to talk about the usual guys, don't you? Tottenham, Liverpool and Chelsea are obviously gonna be pushing and running along, I think. Absolutely, I don't think there's any other team that we <laughs> no, know. It's not a team run by Pep Guardiola that could potentially, you know, hit their straps. But no. If we just look at the top four right now, um, can anyone see Man City there? Or can anyone see Man City, look, City in the top let's ten? Let's look at the games is, played, though. We're only about a quarter into the season, mm, generally. Yeah. Mm. No, that's a lot of shit changes, man, over mm. course of It does, it does. I mean, to be, I'm going to be honest, City have not been any, anywhere near the best. They can start hitting their strap. The problem with Pep Guardiola is, and I agree with a bit of the fraudulent memes, one game style freaks out against anyone like Mourinho who has a really good, really good tactical mm. approach to the game. It's yeah, like I agree, especially with Frank Lampard who <laughs> has been a manager for two seasons and creamed Man City. It's just proof that masterminds really can shut Manchester City a fraud like sorry let's not talk about that game no we won't talk it's not worth staying up for can I just state that um, even though Man City is 14th on the ladder mm. sorry sorry to interject you here uh, 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 it's stack time <laughs> no, I, just, I just want to clarify something here yes sir 
Uh, Crystal Palace and Newcastle have already played this week, so they're both 10 games in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every other team that's had nine games played, except for Aston Villa, Burnley, Man City, and Man United. Mm-hmm. So if Man City was to win, they'd probably go up to seventh or eighth. Mm. And bear in mind, that's only five points off first. That's spot on. I think the thing is exactly right. Like, you know, City have definitely not been their best and spinning their tyres at the start of the season. But if they win tonight, they're only a game and a half behind the top of the team. Mm. So what happens when they start hitting their strides? We've had a lot of injuries. Aguero, I don't know, Aguero looks like he's gone over here. To me, he came back from injury and he looks very overweight and lethargic. Mm. Yeah, I think that they need to go get a striker in the summer, uh, January transfer who would you like at the uh, the forefront? I wouldn't mind a bit of Mo Salah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a problem in January, though. You can't really lure anyone away from this club. Especially if you're such a small club like City. It's really hard to bring the players in. It's crazy. Yeah, like, no, who are you playing in the Premier League this week with Cardiff? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will we play United next season or City with the fucking shit form that they're doing at the moment? Mm-hmm. In the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back on topic, what about Manchester United? Are they a shout this season or are they just simply not good enough? I think there's a possibility, you know. I think. Fuck off, are they not? Oh, <laughs> Hang on a sec. Come on. Hey, can, I, can, I, can I explain? <laughs> Back in January, no one here, even myself, probably thought that that was a possibility. It's still not a possibility. What are you talking about? <laughs> that should be top four for that matter. Mate, your, win, your wins this your, the wins this season, you've robbed Brighton of a point because you somehow got a penalty after the final whistle. You're absolutely outclassed by Jose. It wasn't our call. It's the freaking ref, man. Yeah, but Brighton's doing it wrong, mate. <laughs> you can't call a penalty after the whistle has been blown. Like, yes, even if it is a penalty, you can't blow so the whistle. The difference. Look, we're below you in the table. Arkham City have got three more gears to go to. I don't think United have any... You have, to think, more gear. You have to think about it this way, Aaron. Yeah. If Pep loses his job at Manchester City... He probably has a lot of other offers to go to. If Ole loses his job, then he has to go back to teaching in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so, But also at the start of this season, people discussed you possibly finishing top three, maybe top two. Do you even think top four is in the question with the form of some of the bigger teams at the moment? Like knocking out a Leicester or a Chelsea or a Tottenham? I'm going to do, I can't even see him knocking past a Wolves hmm. or e- even Arsenal. But that's the thing. How do you have a team that goes to Paris and beats Paris that then comes here? And to be fair, it's easy. It's easy there. to knock off some farmers. Hmm. <laughs> Champions League final. Yeah. What was the What was the score in that Champions League final? It's one nil. Yeah, it was a it was a boring, it was a boring <laughs> final. Look for me. I think Tottenham. Chelsea and Liverpool are your front runners at the moment. It just really depends on Liverpool's injuries. I think if Liverpool can get those players back and still stay at the top, near the top, they have done that. They've surprised. I hate to say it. I reckon Tottenham and Chelsea 
I'm leading to. That's that's where I'm leading to all. Tottenham are incredibly well managed. I don't think Chelsea is incredibly well managed. I don't think. Frank, I think Chelsea I think have. Frank the, an all right manager, but I think the talent they have in that squad. That's what I was going to say. I think it's well. just it's just too good. I think Chelsea is a better overall squad than Tottenham. But Tottenham's got the Mourinho factor. I'm telling you, when we, I watch the City game, because I, I actually go out early for the games, I'm like, all oh, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say myself, as an expert on Tottenham, after watching the Amazon documentary and getting about four episodes in, I'm all aboard the Mourinho wagon. Let's get look it. at Klopp's face on the screen. How the fuck did you get those videos, mate? How much did they cost? <laughs> they are some delicious fans, aren't yeah, they? To be fair, he asked for me. delicious Deutsche Fanger. I just can't believe he's dropped Mane. It's unbelievable. I thought Sean Wait. Hang on, hang on. I just I need to check one thing for for Liverpool. Just Did to... he start against Atlanta the other day? Necker was in the team, boys. That's all I care about. I think you have to look at a team like Tottenham. If they get... Some injuries, especially to Kane or Son, then they're in trouble. That's what I'm saying to you. Mourinho last year. That's what I'm saying. Injured in that that form just went. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon Mourinho's had an extra season in there, and he's developed that mentality. Against City, they were incredible. We weren't getting the goal, and for how well we played, they were so well organised for that. And look, their their defenders aren't world class top. Players. But Kane, this is me being salty here because I've had to deal with people saying the card of his football. Possession wins you games. You got eighty percent possession. How did you not win the game? Because there's a, there's a player on the wing for us called Riyad Mahrez, <laughs> who is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off back to Algeria in my opinion. The man doesn't know how to do a skill move to save his life. Um, but I think it's just lacking that quality, you know, when you've got Aguero starting and those kind of like Sterling, Sane's a massive loss. Sane was a really good player for mm. But I just think the problem is, as you guys say to me, it's a Guardiola's ability to adapt. You know, you can't, once a team starts counter-attacking and cuts out his build-up play, the man has a fucking panic attack on the sidelines, gets the water bottle, <laughs> skulls it, <laughs> scratches the head. I think if you still had Arteta, you'd be top of the Arteta was the real tactical genius. They was title contenders because incredible, incredible season from Arsenal. Bamiyang's been incredible. One more game on the board than United, and they're even on points. Really helped me in the first few weeks of fantasy of Bamiyang. He was incredible. Goals and it's interesting when you look at their team. They quite, they're actually quite a quality line. They are a Especially yeah, that the, uh, the front three, you would think, would be more than than what they are. Mm. Interesting stuff, that. That's enough. Let's look at the rest of the table. Looking at the other teams, and it's just like Leicester. I think Leicester are a chance of top four. I don't think they're a chance of the title. Once again, I think United are going to win the Premier League. I think that's a ridiculous blow. I think that they potentially have the Europa League. I wouldn't even say top five, I'm honest with you. Yeah. I'd say top eight. But then I'll throw you this question. If Leicester is so good, then why couldn't they score a single fucking goal against a Liverpool back four that didn't have any of their starting line I think that's the nature of the season. I don't know. Yeah, that's not even... I think, the, I think it's it's cool. I was Robertson playing. My apologies. Yeah. had one. Yeah, but I think, we, I think we've had a lot of freak results this season. Yeah. I, but it's, it's, to, like, it's the same as Tottenham against City, though. Like... You can't underestimate Klopp as a manager. 
Yeah. Like, he, he set that team up perfectly to counteract Vardy and everything, even yeah. if he doesn't have this quality players. Mm. I hate Liverpool, but Klopp's an incredible man. Oh, yeah. He's changed that club. He's, you know, they're going to be a great club for... They'll win one more title in the next four years before he fucked off to be the Germany manager. Yeah, you go to Mitchell and he'll uh, coach Mobile to the Champions League. And- <laughs> yeah, what, what a man. Can we just give him a round of applause for scoring a penalty yeah, in the Champions League? I remember when he skied that ball over the crossbar from one inch out with yeah. no keeper in. <laughs> and he's now scoring goals in the Champions League. What a journey. His sister passed away in a car crash and all this kind of stuff in the last year or two. Holy fuck, that got dark. So, well, no, like, you know, so it's pretty... It's, it's, it's a very tragic story. He's a young, young player still, and he's got the resilience to play over there and gets, you know, got his team for Champions League. Speaking of Adelaide United, season, boys. Oh, mm. We're winning. We are winning it. Get some A-League. We are going, un- def- we are going <laughs> undefeated. I'm putting my money on it right um, now. Well, the fixtures, of course, for the A-League have uh, been recently announced. Some... Uh, Important dates for uh, boys Adelaide United. Uh, 23rd of January, of course, playing Melbourne Victory. And three Australia. Which is always an exciting night, especially for your left ass cheap cane as you launch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the bruises from the Victory Games. I've got the beers in my face in Melbourne. Um, fuck you, Melbourne Victory fans. <laughs> <laughs> Paid eighty bucks for the seat, man. You got kicked out at half time. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and what I can't. Gain can't wait for that bloke to somehow find this, and he goes, "Oh, that fucking Gain Williams talking shit about me." <laughs> what about that game day one, Western United against Adelaide United? Is that a good start to the season in your opinion? Okay. Well, Western United, I mean, they've kept Diamante, who's I think is an incredible player, but the best player in the league last year. But our signings are late. Incredible. That's Timothy from Schalke. Yeah, Young that's a great signing. Rock at the back, kind of centre back. I think Jakobsen and Elsie were a bit hard to rely on from time to time. I still think that. I think that was more on. Fuck, who was our last manager? I've already forgotten. Verbeek. Yeah, Verbeek. Yeah. Like his just tactics and formation of just like the high press, like because they were such I, slow. Well, it's back to the pep. It was too one-dimensional. Yeah. I don't understand, like, Michael Maria and players like this were just were not playing. Like, they, they, they care. shit about the club. And that's the thing that frustrated the fans massively was it was so obvious that there were specific players who played with passion mm. and some that clearly were there for a paycheck. For example, Riley McGree. Well, Absolute passion. He fucks off every single time he does a good season in the A-League. To be fair to him, I think he's taken a better career path this time. Yeah. He's gone to Birmingham City in the championship, and I think that's a much better route to go through than him. I think he went to Belgium. And he's Club Rouge. And he's got a problem with his attitude, but, I mean, he's incredible. I think, de- I think it's definitely humbled him. He seemed a lot better this time around before he left because the first time he went he was very very young very inexperienced in my opinion he only had the one season with us I think and yeah it was like um, season season and a half and he was just fucked off it's the same as Kamau though Kamau had the one really good season with us and he just went straight Melbourne Melbourne City that's my gateway to get into the into City Wanderers he's on the bench half the time so I also think gentlemen Tommy Urich 
That's big. That's a very big signing. I very, think, very um, big. I think very good signing. Obviously, he played for Adelaide United before he went to Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, very good at Western Sydney. Won the AFC Champions League with them. Mm. Um, I think it's good to actually have a strike with A-League experience coming in because the problem is we've been getting in these strikers. We were go, we've been going for the big, like, marquee foreign signing of this person played three games in La Liga. Mm. Like, whereas now we've gone for actually sure. experienced. It reminds me, Javi Lopez as well. Yeah. That's, that's experienced La Liga player. Shout out to Isaias, though. He's he's making that big money over in Dubai, wherever the fuck he is, and he's gone, <laughs> you know what? I still love Adelaide, so let me get you a player. Man. He's signed my FIFA 17. Man, he's like, sitting and listening to me. So. <laughs> we know like you are. You are one listener. Neutron, the French. Does he have Sean or something? Sheen. <laughs> we just, we just, we had an invitation to go on to say to come on here, and you've just called him the fucking lanky cunt from <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. No, you gave me the first tear joking moment of sport. When you scored that uh, C Senior goal, oh. I was in the stadium. I got a bit erect. I'm not gonna... <laughs> so, are you giving Adelaide United a shout this season, or I'm a Sydney saying, and Melbourne City just a bit too? I'm saying, I'm saying top four. I don't know though, because Sydney has lost quite a few of their good players. Problem is that Indian Premier League just went hello. Yeah, come look at our DHL boxing. <laughs> I remember the one time we watched that. We're like, why are they bringing a DHL box out? They put it in the centre, they opened it. Just a fucking match ball. It's just a good balance, I think, in our squad of young Australian upcoming talent. And experienced players. Torres, I mean, I thought Alassane was good. Boy, oh boy, Mo Torre. Yeah. Incredible player. He's going to be, he'll play in Europe one day. I think both of them will. Yeah. Uh, they're just such a level above at such a young age as well. But I'm, I'm, so I'm putting us in for top four. Um... We'll just see how we go first. It'll just be interesting to see how Tommy Urich. I'm just looking at all the other squads, though. There's not that many more I can see that are better than us. Sydney are such a well-run club. They are what I would say every club in the A League should strive to be because they obviously do it. No club in Australia does fuck all besides a Western Sydney in the AFC Champions League. But it's we, a salary we, cap, though. Yeah, but we quickly discuss that. This is something I'm extremely sad about, Western Sydney Wanderers. I mean, obviously you watch that first game with them in their new stadium and you think they're going to be back to the old days of Parramatta. I guess it makes me sad that they didn't, they weren't able to recapture. That's the, that, that, is the F, that is the FFA, though. That yeah. is them for essentially killing the game for so many years of trying to like make it as brandable and market-friendly for mm. families. I mean, you look at those Champions League games when they won the Champions League, and Parramatta, mm. it's just incredible. When you, oh, the, some of your greatest players of all time, like Karen Bullock, were playing. <laughs> the great Shout out Karen, you can always come coach our indoor teammate, like we discussed. So, <laughs> what a man! Um, just the active—that was incredible. The active—they—they they only had what a quarter or a third of the stadium Adelaide Oval for the grand final, and the atmosphere that they created them like just themselves was in, just incredible. Yeah. They are such an incredible set of fans. But then the FFA fucked it and they went, you know what? Get out of here. I just don't understand it. Like, obviously, I understand there's violence in football, but as we... There's so much more at the AFL and everything, though. Australians, we obviously, yeah, we attend AFL games. And it's much... The violence is much worse. It's just heavily policed here based on the bias or, like, the views of overseas mm. soccer. Mm. It's like... 
It's like Saintbol and all these other police agencies see Green Street hooligans mm. and think that that's how all our fans are. So corrupt police. Yes, Absolutely. it's a good. It's a good thing that none of us here yeah, would ever work for. <laughs> it's a good thing that nobody here would ever work for such a corrupt organization. <laughs> I am staring correctly into elite policing unit. Uh, say, Paul, this is a hundred percent a joke. Please accept me. Um, I've worked very hard. <laughs> Can I ask what's the situation in terms of fan fan attendance? I would say that they would allow us in if, if they've allowed they the AFL that? to do. If they've allowed the AFL to do it, then surely they'd be able to for... Yeah, like all the states. I don't think so have they, have they stayed in yeah, the it have to be It had to be similar to what the AFL did and members and all that would get, like, designated raffle for it and then any extra would just go on sale on the I day. Think, I think the spike at the moment has probably set us back a bit. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think around the country, I reckon... The great thing is, basically, like... Even like Brisbane Roar are playing at Dolphin Stadium and these kind of smaller boutique stadiums. That's why I'm looking really good for the A League. That's why I'm looking forward to this season because it seems that it's a lot more. I can't think of the word. Yeah, but like you know, the Sydney's fit the club. Sydney, yeah, like Jubilee Stadium. I think that's a great. It's not. It's not these teams playing in like. Forty to sixty thousand capacity stadiums, and like on average, yeah, they're only going to get ten thousand. So it just it looks bad. It was like, oh, there's not that many people there. But if you look like a, at a Coopers, even when it's half full at eight to nine thousand, it's still a decent turnout. Sorry, guys, we're the best fans in the league. Uh, we make the best atmospheres. In the oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Right out of the stadium is the best atmosphere. Mate, MacArthur have the cowbells. I don't think we're going to be able to compete this season. <laughs> you have to commend uh, the Wellington Phoenix fans as well. Oh, them, all so. three of them for coming over yeah, whenever they can. Socially distancing themselves from any <laughs> travelling games. <laughs> yeah, if you watch, if you watch games of the Cape Tim, mate, they're pretty. Uh, <laughs> They're pretty good. I mean, I must say, like, you've got to respect that. But, I mean, they're in uh, Wollongong this season. Mm. Wellington, they're based in Wollongong. Oh, Wollongong finally have a team in the so league. This will be the perfect invitation for anyone in Wollongong to attend, to attend the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all I will oh, say... the FA, called now. Oh, yes, the FA. Not called the FFA anymore. I look, so, for, yeah. I look forward to the, uh, to the FA Cup. Yeah, the FA Cup in Australia. Better than the FA Cup in England, I'll say that right <laughs> Super stuff. You are listening to the Shedcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, two of our viewers. Thank you so much for being here. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you there, Luke, but you know what? We've got a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. Wow. You are absolutely spot yeah. on. It, it is first four, episode. First episode. 4 p.m. chocolates. You heard <laughs> that right. 4 p.m. chocolates. chocolates. Delicious chocolates made by Mr. Mansell's Misses. Can you tell us a bit about 4 p.m. chocolates? and uh, what they're doing in our community. <laughs> well, 4PM chocolates, homemade dark chocolate with a variety of flavours mm-hmm. to suit everyone's needs. <laughs> if you're looking at ordering some, head to Instagram and follow at 4PM chocolates, and on there you'll find stories that'll tell you how to order. Absolutely. And I'm just going to personally say they send up a late block. Aren't they? Well, I hit a heavy depression when I hit lockdown, but I just smashed my hand blocks down, mate. I'll tell you what, straight out of the depression. Um, Never felt so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had erectile dysfunction. How I am saying. I will just, I will just say though, before four pm chocolates, my wife and kids left me. <laughs> After four pm chocolates, they've still left me. <laughs> 
but the Tim Tams fucking elite. <laughs> so, Caitlin, we will accept the big fucking bag from you. To Terry, the accountant at West Ham. Fucking Terry. He's well hung, mate. To be fair, I do have a tiny cock, so it's. <laughs> I do have a question now as we get back on topic to pose to uh, Mr. Mansell. Oh. Uh, in regards to the passing of the great Diego Maradona, very sad. Um, of course, an elite footballer that we all never watched because we were all too young. But Mr. Mansell, uh, Diego Maradona absolutely robbed England in the World Cup. Absolutely. Where was Diego? <laughs> I can't believe it wasn't established into such a successful game. In the 1980s, was it? The 1980s? Probably, I don't know. I will just it say, though. late in the 80s to the late 90s. Yeah. He says yeah. whilst wearing an old English shirt. <laughs> I will just say, though, as much of a cheat and a drug user and just all around shithouse he was, what a fucking shithouse. He will forever <laughs> live in our memories. Can mm. I say, though, you say he robbed England. He did the hand of God and then he scored the best goal, yeah. individual goal we've ever seen. My personal, my personal highlight from his passing, though, as sad as it is, is the absolute salty tears from Peter Shilton now after all these years. <laughs> he still can't fucking get over it. Mm. It is just top quality. I mean, if someone robbed me in a World Cup final and I never won. Hey, 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 so. hey. It's quarterfinal, so it's fine. I'm sorry, no, it's fine. But also, fuck England. And what's Wales' lineup for the next World Cup? Mate, I'll tell you what. We have some (laughs) of the best young players coming through in Europe at the moment. We got Ampadu, we got Dan James, who is absolutely tearing up at Manchester United. If only was a competent manager and knew how to fucking play him. You know what? We have a Ampadu's tearing up. He's at a massively European club in Sheffield. Yeah, absolutely. He's made a big staple point for Chelsea. Then. Yeah, hey, but mate. he's a great up and coming talent. He is a great up and coming talent. We got, as I said, Dan oh, James to go on the, again. Yeah. Harry, Harry Wilson, uh, Kiefer Moore, Aaron Ramsey. He's doing pretty well in Italy, I must mm. say, uh, for Piemonte Calcio. Ambrose is an up and coming talent. I'm the king of fucking England, Mister <laughs> Nicola. I believe you have a little bit of a topic you want to discuss. Yeah. With uh, us. I just wanted to discuss Diego Maradona for a sec. Um, can I just say that goal he scored? that you mentioned came before. I'm certain back in those days, kicking people in the elections and that wasn't actually a foul. So mm. that wasn't, that was incredible what he did. We should see Aiden at indoor back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough, just fucking on the ground. So, but yeah, he's incredible. Got to win this <laughs> I do consider him possibly the greatest player in history of this sport. Oh, um, man, that's a weird way of seeing Peter Crouch. That's a weird way of saying that's apparition, mate. Oh, what a man. I absolutely hate the greatest reader in the Premier's reading challenge. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons I got into the sport is because my nono and my dad, because my nono loved the sport. He he hated Argentina, but he, was, he liked Maradona. Mm-hmm. And him grew up in a town near Napoli where he played for many years and brought them glory. What a tribute. He's, he's seen what a tribute. No, my nono. Who's not around anymore? He's seen the players like Pele, even Maradona, Messi, Ronaldo, any other player that's considered an all-time great. He always said that Maradona was just a little bit ahead of everyone else. Mm. Yeah, though. The impact he has to every Argentinian, like what a fraud Pele was. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he like, what What did he do? Oh, he scored in the fucking Brazilian league. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Well, look at the impact he had. I don't give a shit. Of players. I mean, you got Messi, 
Maradona. He's going to say Aguero. Aguero. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Gonzalo Higuain. And you have to admit, Gonzalo Higuain's stint at Chelsea He's was incredible. absolutely brilliant. Should have won the title. That goal against Brighton was elite. And then from there to just... It was all... It's about the presence, isn't it? The big, thick presence. As long as you're at least there, then you should be getting paid at least £300,000 a week. <sighs> That's just my personal thoughts. Now, we're going to throw on to our next topic, which is the uh, NBA. Does anyone know what the NBA is? <laughs> just out of the studio here. There's a bit of main trade going on in the uh, National Basketball League at the moment. What, what's happening on, if on we that were side of the talking about the National Basketball League? Oh, yes, the NBL. Sorry, the Adelaide 36ers. Um, please give us boxing tickets. No, please. Tell us a bit about the uh, the NBA trades. Oh, big man Ryan on the screen. Um, it's a big, big, big trade period, obviously, falling along with the um, the lottery picks going down as well. So, um, the big surprise, really, is the Lakers somehow got better. Um, is it a surprise, though, when you got LeBron? Is yeah, it really? He's been a magnet. Um, I think for for a long time. Because um, you have to think about last season as well. Players like Rondo, Dwight, and everything—they didn't have any market value. And now, after playing with LeBron, absolutely. I, th- I think like those, those two players are a perfect example of how he how he makes. Always been a question of that is that true or not? And oh man, of course it's true. He's the goat. Yeah, it's a perfect example. That's a whole other Sh- conversation. Shout out Skip Bayless, you yeah. fucking old senile bitch. <laughs> <laughs> His encouragement to the game, Wayne tries to encourage the players to perform it the best way they can. He, he just wants to play the league level all the time and he enforces that on everyone that plays with him. That's ridiculous to watch. Um, Do you I think, think he's the best basketballer of all time? Um, like. <laughs> Very big discussion, um, but that's, like, that's, that's a podcast in itself, yeah, boys. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Bron is the best player of all time. Very fast. I, I agree with what Bryce said the other week is that it's so hard to like discuss it and compare it because they played in different eras, mm, yeah. so you can have goats of different eras. And see, I saw what Michael Jordan did in Space Jam. And that, <laughs> but you see, <laughs> but you see, wait till next year when LeBron does it even better in Space Jam. Wow. Electric Boogaloo. That's going to be a massive film. <laughs> <laughs> and we move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the perfect example. Back to Rondo. Rondo, nothing at the last start mm. of last season. Um, he's revived himself and he's got another great contract with Atlanta. Um, Howard. Dwight Howard to Philly as well, um, and he's obviously earned that contract in itself as well. Both of them playing their roles perfectly, um, and they can a lot of credit themselves in getting that championship for LeBron. You know, one-man show, but definitely a team game that won, won the championship last year. Um, but, yeah, they got they got better. Um, Gasol on a really minimum veteran contract, um, five mil over two years. Um, said it was hard to leave Toronto. To play with LeBron, but sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it would be hard to leave a country during a pandemic. Guaranteed room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, first, first brother duo to play for the Lakers, so that's quite a big one. Uh, obviously, took home a championship, so hopefully uh, Mark can do the same. Um, 
They picked up Schroeder um, from the Thunder as well, so that's 15.5 mil on the last series contract. Um, so that's another big pickup. Obviously, the whole of Rondo makes it even better. He's going to be a big scoring button off the bench. Um, and then somehow they picked up Harold from across the road. Mm. Um, so that's ridiculous. Um, 19 mil over two years. So um, I think they've essentially replaced everything they've lost with players that can be better. Um, it'll be interesting when they um, start up and set up, but I think it'll be the overall. Um, just a big trade to come out of it so far, I think. I was about, I've heard rumours that Flight Reacts might be <laughs> making an NBA debut. Like, no chances of that, do you, mate? <laughs> mate, all I'm saying is whatever team gets flight on their roster, that's a guaranteed trip to the finals right but there. But didn't he, he got drafted four after Lamelo. I think Lamelo went and then flight went four. No, flight actually went number one, but he declined it because he was like, fuck them kids. Yeah. <laughs> and what about your boys down in Houston? Are they a shout this season or are they well, that dude with the big beard? <laughs> <laughs> that's where they still got to be big. Which but, one? There's about 50 of them. <laughs> that's where the um, the trade period is interesting because we could have a very, very different team by the end of the week. Who knows? Mm. Um, lots of rumours flying around whether either of our main fellow want to play for us. Never. Um, and when you've got uh, some of your bench players moving to the Knicks, that's definitely not a good sign either. So... Um, yeah, you know you're really going downhill when the preferred destination is the fucking Knicks. Yeah. So, look, we we could be pushing uh, finals. I'm sorry. Yeah, top 80. But um, we could also be going for picks. So we'll see how we go. But um, if Harden does leave, look out for look out Brooklyn. You just yeah. never know, really. Like, you look at last season, you look at Oklahoma City Thunder, like, no one expected them to be. I think that's that's a Chris Paul effect, though. Like he is an absolute. Jake yeah, it's Jake Paul. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of Jake Paul, um, fucking cunt. Well, that's another topic, isn't it? It's <laughs> a big fight this week between uh, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Yeah, yeah. and they did win a fight between a fight for the very short and no, the Super Saiyan. Who's our favourites for that fight that we all absolutely do care about? <laughs> oh, mate, uh, the fight that we all absolutely really, really care about, that we will 100% be watching and absolutely not just go through social media and go, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, look, for me, I would uh, personally like to just see Jake Paul get assassinated on his way into the ring. Uh, that won't happen, though, so... Uh, Gotta make a spectacle, at least let him fall onto the ring or something. No, you know what would be really funny is if he like walked into the ring, tripped, and just fucking like broke his back, so he just couldn't do anything anymore. You know, he said spinal. He's not to be, not spinal. to be spinal. spinal. I hurt my back. Spinal. Yeah, he's it's, it's on the undercard. The um, man's gonna absolutely kill. I saw the I saw the weigh-ins, like the like highlights of it. And uh, the difference in shape between the big final specimen and and big Roy Jones Jr. Um, if that's who he's even final, I'm no fucking clue. Up, you know, don't do it. Uh, 
Yeah, my class is gonna fucking kill a man. Mm-hmm. He is going to demolish like a man. No knockouts though. Yeah, there's no yeah. knockouts and no. Um, class is gonna knock him out with one punch. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, hey, mate, there's no knockouts apparently because it's an exhibition fight. Well, he can't help, but if he rap, listen, I've seen the hangover. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Tyson in action. <laughs> I say we make a petition for a a, a fight between Pete Evans and Dan Bilzerian. Oh, who's the biggest fuckhead on the team? I reckon Pete Evans versus a friend we know. <laughs> Next topic. I will not F1 speak. F1 is absolutely kicking off this year. All the boys have bought the, the new F1 game and played that religiously for about two weeks. A month. I must say, the F1 has been incredible this season. Mm. Um, obviously, you used to have the big spoiled Hamilton um, winning every week. We've had a lot of up and down results this season. I've been up, you know, losing sleep before my work on Monday to watch it. And yeah, I think it's Ferrari good. playing like shit. <laughs> Ferrari off the pace. I mean, how do you play like shit in F one? How can you? I don't know. Don't ask right. Aaron. Um, I think Daniel Ricciardo once again has shown that he is one of them. Lando Norris. Back where my back where my expertise Norris and Ricciardo is teammates next season. So Lando Norris. What do you make of the new teams next season, Kay? Well, I think Daniel Ricardo. I think McLaren are only up, so I think Daniel Ricardo and Norris will probably do well next season. I think Carlos Sainz is kind of uh, probably regretting his move to Ferrari at this point. But yeah, I think Daniel Ricardo. Obviously, we saw that stat. He was the third highest paid driver in the field, only earning thirty-two million. Season, so. No, it's not much, that, but about how much parents, not, parents' house is worth. Yeah, so we're sitting in a, <laughs> we're sitting in a pretty derelict house at the moment. Uh, not the nicest house, but all we'll massive backyard. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a Tiger music video. I'm waiting for the models to roll me. It's not working on me. So. <laughs> and there's some tiny little dog here. <laughs> Oi! Hey, whoa, whoa! Dog. That dog might have cancer. You leave it alone. Yeah. Fuck. Whoa! <laughs> I did a dark twist. Yeah, yeah, hey. incredible. Obviously, twenty twenty two is when they're expecting the new regulations, and I think it'll get a lot better then. What are those new regulations for all three and a half people that might be interested? Aerodynamically, obviously, if you wa- if you ever watch F one, I'm sure no one that listens to this tells me. No to be fair, who is even who is even listening to this podcast? Yeah, let's be honest. Hello, one person. Hello, hi, Emily. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, hi, Emily, Caitlin, and Maya. We're moving down. Um, it's obviously once the cars get in formation, you know, driving in a line, they can't pass each other because the aerodynamics don't allow them to mm. basically follow because you've got the air wash. Yes. These regulations are going to change it so you can actually, you know, get closer to cars and we're closer racing. Fantastic. What's the next topic, Luke? Oh, by the way, <laughs> Stephen Marshall, mate, <laughs> what are you doing? Getting rid of the Super Luke 500. <laughs> What are you doing? That is a tragic mistake. That is ridiculous. But do you honestly think Stephen Marshall sat back in his armchair with a brandy in one hand and a cigar in the other and went, I'm going to cancel the Super Loop this year? Or do you think it was maybe not him? Well, the SA SA Tourism Commission gives him a fucking idea and he goes, you know what? I'm just going to follow it. Mate, grow grow a pair. You're done well through COVID. You're going to lose the next election because of this. Nothing but a fool. (laughs) (laughs) You are the biggest fool in Adelaide. 
I don't understand it. It's one of the biggest. It's, if, the it is the biggest in, biggest revenue raising event, pretty much. Well, oh, come on now. The Hadley 36 is bringing some fucking serious dollars. Right, they're good games. We went to the same It's good. I'm going to fucking defend that is good. It is good entertainment, definitely. Mm. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm just annoyed by it. Um, Forty-six million dollars, mate. What? What more do you want? Okay, like, you know what you should do, Kane? You should get Luke to relay that message to him. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to round up our podcasts, or one of them that we've done, <laughs> with uh, starting a tradition. The week's big five questions. Oh, now, <laughs> of course. The football at the moment is in full swing. Some absolutely delicious games coming up. So we're going to start asking the really big questions here. And most of them are based towards Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Aaron is such a big fan. <laughs> so our first question Are you going to ask me these questions? No, no, no. I'm just throwing it out to the table. Absolutely okay. right. Um, how, if he is overrated, is Paul Pogba? Discuss. He, he has talent, mm. but he doesn't use it show it well enough. I don't know if it's just him or just why he's been asked to play. Because, asked to play let me just way. say this: when he was at Juve, he had a defense which they did their job. He was able to attack whenever he wanted to. He was always a freeing type player. Man United, he doesn't do that. Mm. He can't do that. Like I remember when Oligan Social came in, he would for about a couple months when he finished the season with fourteen goals and eleven assists. That was the best season he ever had between Man United and Ju- Juve. Mm. If he was able to play freely like that, I think he could be good. I don't know what the situation is in regards to why he doesn't perform like he did at Juve, but. He, I would see potential, but I just don't know what to think. Do you think this is his last season at United? Well, I heard that they extended his contract by 12 months. By 12 months? Yeah, they, there's an agreement on their contracts. I think players decide to do it or not. I don't know if it's every player, but there's an agreement where they can put on their contract where you can extend it by a further year. Yeah. Oh, super stuff. So... Question two for the week, boys. Now, of course, does anyone else want to comment on I think, uh, Paul Pogba? I, I think Paul Pogba is one of the laziest players in the Premier League, in my opinion. I think his attitude sums up Man United of late. He's lazy. He doesn't care. If you see him, he just completely falls in and out of games. I know it's harsh, but he's just not playing for the club at all. If you see his behaviour... You know, in the change rooms that's been reported that he's pulled Jesse Lingard and these kind of players out of focusing on games, I think he should leave the club for the best for the club. But who would want to pay his ridiculous wages? Well, this is the problem. You know what he got themselves into and they paid $90 million for him. Mm. There's no one's going to want to equal that to buy him. No. Next question, gentlemen. <laughs> Neko, Neko, Neko. And this is an over. This is this is an interesting question. It's a dangerous question for all two of our listeners, in case any of them are big fans. <laughs> how the viewer, how overrated is Latan Ibrahimovic? 
Look, the, the dude's the dude's a cockhead, but he's not overrated. I think he's absolutely not. I think he's an incredible player. Yeah, performs wherever he goes. It's unfortunate that the dude's got such a big head, but as much as I hate to say it, the dude kind of does walk the walk, doesn't he? He does. Whatever yeah. he does, say he just speaks very highly. So, mm. I mean, there's a difference between speaking highly of yourself, though, and being an absolute fucking cop. Yeah, that's wobble. what I mean. Like, that's how he likes to explain it. Like, to him, that's probably normal, but to other people, he they want they don't they're that normal. Yeah, but if you look at a player like Ronaldo or Messi, who are you know ten times a player of an Ebra, they don't do that. Like Ronaldo will sometimes come out with like pocket comments, but it's not every single fucking week. Mm. That's that's the thing. You can tell the books are cocked by him going, I'm not afraid of Corona. Corona can be afraid of me. Like, just get fucked. Mm. You're 39 years old. Start acting like it. Yeah. The problem being is that these sort of times that we live in, you could say one thing and you can get criticised majorly for it. Even if it, like, it doesn't have to be something harsh. Like, people can criticise you for anything. Me, personally... His attitude, I, I can't question really, but in terms of what he puts on the table, wherever he goes, like Kane said, he, he'll he be considered a legend by the time he retires. Mm. You know, he's one but of the highest legends by the time he mate. He's a fucking legend now. Yeah. The shit he's doing at AC Milan. He's got AC Milan. He's top of the table. He puts his cup on the table wherever he goes, and he goes, either you like this or you don't, and... You kind of have to admire them. He's he's Billy Big Bollocks. He does perform, doesn't he? Yeah, I think unless he's at Manchester United. <laughs> I, I did see. To be fair, you won, you won a Europa League there. Mm. He was part of the season that they were actually a good side. Yeah, I did look at a list, a record list of the highest scorers dun, 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 dun. Football, that but I don't know if it goes back to like say the nineteen forties or below or whatever. Because I don't know if there's a record of that, but. I think at the moment, Zlatan is the 11th highest scorer in history. Wow. He is a wow. He's, there's two players who are 10th and 9th, which have equal record. I think he's 11 to 14 goals away from equaling that record. Mm-hmm. So, Our next well, question. Oh, sorry. We just wanted to... Yeah, there's in. definitely something to add. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if you sent a question more and there's definitely that. But there's no doubt at, at 39... Minus the humility, what he's done, especially the, especially coming back to European football. Um, little bit of Milan I watched last season, very average, not much to sort of comment on character today. Um, a very mid-tier Serie A team, and now they're the dominant team. Like he literally presence on their field, um, and he's left them from the front. Um, and it makes for a very good Serie A race, but we will get to that. Next question, Jam. Of course, the Euro 2021. I'm going to throw this at you, Mr. Mansell, because you're the England man. (laughs) Gareth Southgate might have a very big question on his hands. And that question is... Will he have a job? Mason Mount or Phil Foden? Who's the more exciting English prospect? I personally rather uh, if he's going to have a job because... He will he, have he won. I think he if won. he's going by who's had more play time this season, he'll go by Mount. Yeah. But that's not the question. But I put this to you. Foden's better than Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I'm, I'm not gonna be biased here, but 
If you watch Foden when he plays for City, the dude's fucking. I'm not going to be biased here, but let me be biased for a second. When Foden's having a game, he's like, Mm. he's one of City's best players. But he doesn't get the chance to play that often, that's all. Yeah. So I think that's why Mason Mount's probably going to play ahead of Foden. You look at that. It depends. If City play more for the rest of the season, then he's got a chance. But at the moment, Mount is going to be ahead of him. Yeah. However, Phil, you clap that that Icelandic girl's cheeks, mate. (laughs) Nothing says I'm a legend more than cheating on you <laughs> and ruining your child's life. And inspiration. You look at England's depth in squad, like not just their attack, but their midfield, like their options are ridiculous. Go on. Yeah, hey, but that's every single time that a major tournament comes around, they go, This is the best England squad we've ever seen. There's so much depth. And then they fucking don't do anything. But see, this is a bit of a different England. It's is it though? I, is I, I it? think it's because, because a lot of these players different. have played together since like yeah, under like sixteens, under seventeens, under twenty ones, and they've gone through the youth academy. And they don't have the separation and hatred that your Gerrards and your Lampards and your Skulls had towards each other because they all played for the juggernauts of English football. So I reckon this is a delicious English squad. And they keep the consistency going. I mean, you, look yeah. at, you look at 2018, they went to the semi-finals. Probably should have made it to the final. They had such an easy run in that tournament, still, though. Still, you, you made it to a World Cup. There is nothing semi-final. easier about Colombia. Tunisia and Panama. Yeah, that's fine. But you still have to win the games. Which they lost to, which is the de- one decent team that they came up against. Uh, Who did they lose to? Croatia, Croatia. Croatia. They beat Colombia. They beat Croatia. Sweden, and they beat Sweden. Who didn't they beat Germany? Almost beat Germany. Almost. If Cruz uh, put one in the top of the net at the very end of the game, we did Sweden and South Korea go through? Yeah. 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 So, hello, Mo Salah. Sorry, watch the game. It's just the start of the game. Mo just looking a bit exciting. We are better than the kickoff, so True Geordie can go shove that on the shit on his chest. Come on. Our fourth question, and this is for me a very exciting (laughs) question. Aaron Nicolo, will Ole survive the year at Manchester United? What's wrong? Do you, when year do you mean? United. Is he getting sacked by Christmas or is he getting sacked at the end of the season? Because my money's on Christmas. My money's on Christmas. What What's wrong with with him? Why do you think that Manchester United is such a meh six nil at home <laughs> against Tottenham team? To be fair to them, we were six one. Great. I will agree and that performance they had was... Sorry to interrupt you there, but I'll, I'll go through it with my hatred for Ollie, and then you can... You can just right. Right. No, it's no. Aaron, and then you, you can do your You count. know what? You know you what? That's, what? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I'll agree that the performance against Tottenham was totally not acceptable. You're that watching it from the back of your eyelids, weren't you? I watched like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like 2.30 in the morning, and we had to be up at 8.30, okay, mate? I need to get some sleep. <laughs> mate, that was on the day anyway, that we weren't getting um, kicked out. Yeah, I would agree that the performance that the players was totally unacceptable. I think since then we've sort of built back that momentum to get back to form and whatnot. You know, we're still finding our feet, especially with this season. Um, I know there's a few managers who've been 
complaining about the scheduling system of come on mate i'm sick of this bullshit hang on a sec can i explain <laughs> let me explain you're, you're talking about having a game wednesday and having a game saturday like you mean the like same season when a team plays in the top, and yet usually a normal season there was like a two-week period where they have a break or like a week break that doesn't happen like you've got say national team or any other competition going around okay but i would understand you if it was only happening to one team this is happening to every other team not even in just the premier league i can be making the same excuses for cardiff we're playing the top of the league cardiff and playing somebody tonight and then they play again wednesday or will be tuesday night that um in the uk so So, am i going to use that as an excuse for why we're doing so shit and we're almost in the relegation zone no, we're just no. playing shit. Can I, just say, just admit the fact. Always a fraud. Can I? Can I just say, he's a PE teacher with a bad haircut. Can I just say, does it matter at all in your opinion? If say you were to play a Champions League game against say like Man City was to play PSG, and then they were to play Tottenham on Saturday, yet Tottenham didn't play a game a whole week. But yeah, Man City had to play Wednesday and then play Saturday. That's the cost that, of making. That's the cost of finishing top four. No, that was a, was do a you think? Say. That my question is: Do you think having one team have a game and then them playing a few days later, where a team has a whole week off to train, impacts the result? So when do you play Champions League games? No, no, I'm, no, I'm not asking that. I'm asking: it Does it impact does it, does the team that plays on Wednesday? Will that does that impact the result possibly in terms I mean, of fitness and whatnot? And selection, yeah, comes to mind. So, that's the top teams have the depth. That's the, the thing. The big teams, the big. So teams. if you look, if because we 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 around the bush here, we know who we're talking about. Klopp, stop being such a little whiny little bitch, <laughs> okay? If you if you want to be able to compete and do what you did last season, which you got incredibly lucky that you had your entire first team eleven not get injured, you could play them in every single game. Get the depth. You can't just go, you know what, we're going to go into the season with the exact same team as last year and we're going to make two signings and that's it. And then you get hit with all the injuries that you have, which are incredibly unlucky as well, and you've now gone, or oh, it's the fixtures, there's too many in one go, we shouldn't be playing this much. Mate, bring more players in that you can be able to do that. But coming back to Aaron's question, Man City, more than likely, are going to be having a week that you're going to be competing against or teams have got a midweek game as well. And also with with that argument... On the other hand, maybe not. (laughs) So, but that's the thing. You you actually look at United's losses this season, right? Crystal Palace, that's a big big no. This this is what I was about to say, is that realistically, the teams that you're looking at playing that are going to be ended to have like midweek games versus non-midweek games... There's still four, like 13 or 14 other teams in the league that aren't doing midweek games or anything. So there's six other, six to seven other teams that will be having those midweek games. That's almost half the league there. So you can't be making those excuses of, oh, we're playing too many games so close together, when almost half the league is going through the exact same thing. And then you're also looking at FA Cup games, um, Carabao fucking Cup games or whatever it's called this season. <laughs> I have no idea. There's so many things. I think the sooner that you just admit that Ole is just a PE teacher that somehow snuck his way into that job. How can you think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is appropriate for that job? 
I honestly, I think it's it is disgraceful to the legacy and what it means to be Manchester United. Having that man as your man. They're just trying to go down the route of um, Chelsea. Yeah, not necessarily Chelsea. It's having a a club legend as a manager. Um, Yeah, but Frank Lampard has direction at that club. You can see where they're going. But also, Frank Lampard as well, he managed Derby, and he actually did a pretty decent job with them. He was actually in a competitive league. Ole, let's look at his managerial experience. He's been in the fucking Norwegian league for his entire managerial career. Wow, congratulations. It's really easy to beat a bunch of fucking ice skaters. <laughs> he took over at Cardiff when um, Malky got um, sacked for uh, things we will not name because he's not a very nice person. Um, we were sitting 15th in the league. Only takes us over. We finished bottom with half the season to go. We go into the championship and we go, you know what? It'll be fine. Ola can bring all those players in in the summer because he, you know, he, didn't, he didn't sign any players or run through here. Right. Oh! oh. If, but, if, um, no, but uh, that's with the point. And it was like, okay, cool. He'll bring his players in so he can like put his input, um, his imprint on the squad, sorry. He almost got us relegated. Like, he's not a good manager. He doesn't have any tactical awareness or any brains or anything. He's so one-dimensional, and it, he's got so many players. The, the net spend you have spent over the last two years when he's been there on players, you spent eighty million on fucking like WKB drink. <laughs> like, the bloke is a fucking slab head and a half. He should be on the construction site, not a football pitch. He has the turning circle of a John Deere tractor. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he doesn't seem like a leader. He's not. There's no leaders in that he's club. Really timid. In that club, the fact, there's the no leaders. Like, right, who's not a leader? Anybody well, in, in no, anybody in that club? The only leader in that club is Bruno Fernandes. And I think that is absolutely disgraceful that a player that is coming in January from the fucking Portuguese league, who hardly yeah. speaks a link of lick of English, comes to that club and goes, "You got to pull yourself out of doing that." Yeah, that should be your like players born in England. That should be your. Harry Maguire. He gets in the change room and tells off the manager and the players. Bruno Fernandes. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like, just, just sack Ole, please. I think that, that's all I want for Christmas is Ole to get fucking sacked. Actually, I don't. Oh, I think he'll survive the year. I think he will I as well. Will. They have a level of incon. Sorry, by the year I mean the season. No, that's what I mean as yeah. well. Yeah, they're inconsistent, but when they're on, they're on. That's the thing, is that he will go through these patches of where he will do absolutely shit. Like, he'll lose to Southampton tonight. He'll lose his next two games. Then he'll be PSG again, and then he'll be safe for another month. It's not when they're on their own. If you look at the Everton game, Bruno Fernandes won the game for him. No one else in that squad won the game for him. It was all Bruno Fernandes. The man is in the the six-yard box, headering in like a striker, and the dude's a central midfielder. He's doing all the work. Absolutely. And, you know, I hate, I, I dislike Bruno. Thanks, mate, for great fantasy results. <laughs> I don't like him, but he's the only true leader at that club. And Brighton have scored. <laughs> Delicious question. Last question. English football is just so exciting. But who is going to be the next English team to win the Champions League and why? <laughs> Let's throw that question to you, Mr. Dicklow. Who do you think it is? Could it be Manchester United ever? Do you think they've got a chance to win it? 
Are you talking this year or just in general? In general. Who would be the next? Who's the most liked? Who's the on the rise English team that just looked so delicious? I can't tell you, man, because it really does come down to, like, you could say top Ooh. four in terms of, like, the group stages, but it really comes down to what club plays who. Mm. You know, it's sort of like the World Cup, you know, some some big teams get lower-end, easier teams, and some big teams get big clubs, you know, mm. you, you can't really tell. Like, it's so just, you have to beat the best of them. Yes, but what yeah, I'm getting yeah, at, like, some, some clubs are just more... Lucky to get teams which then if you don't play Istanbul in the final, you play like Bayern, and that's the thing. You have to get past teams like Leon (laughs) (laughs) or um, Monaco, and those are really, really tough. To be fair, mate, that that Monaco side that year was that's that's another question that the pose Maradona, of course, being the second greatest South player all time behind Falcao, especially after his spell. Okay, Bernardo Silva, Bakayoko when he was good. Mendy, mm. they had a good squad. Mm. They won the fucking league Uber Eats. Mm. <laughs> and what an addition as well Bakayoko was to Chelsea central midfield. Yeah, he was shitly that team. But when he was mm. in France, he was actually good. He was playing against France. Yeah. So, what about you, Cameron? Who's your English pick for the Champions League? Cardiff. Oh a Welsh team, ladies yes. and gentlemen. What about yourself, Mr. Mantle? A, a Chelsea? A shout know, over the can next I, can, I, can I actually give my real answer? Yes. No. I believe it will likely be Chelsea. Mm. I think Big Frank will get the job done. Uh, Mourinho will be too inconsistent with that golden side. Yeah. City just will never get past the semi finals. Mm. Especially when they come up against back in the quarters. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Mantua? Chelsea, Chelsea a shout? I don't know. The, I don't see Chelsea close to winning it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it'd probably be Liverpool. Yeah. I feel like the Champions League is their cup. Yeah. Even with the defence issues they've had, like in terms of injuries. But it's but no, it just in general. I can see, I could see Liverpool... I potentially like, winning it like next season, even if they come back full strength. No one else is winning this Champions League this season than Bayern Munich. Yeah. They're yeah. so much better than every other team in the world. The team of the world. Levin Goldski. Yeah. Levin Goldski. This year's Ballon d'Or win. I win. <laughs> no. He got robbed of that. <laughs> speaking, oh. of, speaking of getting robbed, screw the Grammys. No Harry Styles or the weekends. Absolutely. I want to say my <laughs> thing about this Champions League thing. I would have said City this time last year. The signings we've made, I feel like panicky and really not the standard. Are you a City side that wants to win a Champions League? Um, so I am, and I'm sure, I think it has to be. But then once again, I can't see Chelsea being to win a Champions League in the next couple of years either. You can't see Nathan Ake leading you to a. <laughs> No, and that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> to me, that's a panicking sign. That doesn't make any sense. I think. I, you lose company. I think it's one of the best centre backs in the world at the time. So, 
You can't really replace him, can you? Well, we want to call the barley, but the blue, the dude fucking wants to stay. They do nothing because Calahon doesn't play there anymore. So, um, I think Chelsea are probably the second or Tottenham. I think Mourinho can never win a Champions League. No, I myself. What about the Toffees? Right, so they not the toffees, but the I was actually I was going to put my cards a bit more towards Tottenham, I think, especially if you've got how like, close they got. No one thought they would last. You, you just never know if they're going to do it. They could do it in the next couple of seasons, but I think we put our money with the mouth. Is not within the next couple of seasons. The more time we give to develop, yeah, they just got marketing and Tottenham got better leaders. Tottenham got a better leader and as a manager, where, and Harry Kane is the best captain <laughs> in England, not in Europe. And that's where they could put it together. I mean, it has to be a good bunch of games in the Champions League, mm-hmm. but they could put it together like they did last year. Almost there. It's a couple of games short. See, I think for a, a team like Tottenham, you should try winning like a League Cup or just or an FA Cup before you. A Cup, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You should try okay. winning. Empty, yeah, before you concentrate on that, yeah, but it'd be like that I mean, on the big ears. I think it could be the Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, and Man United. My only problem is consistency because you take, let's look at last season compared to this season. You look at all the teams where they finished last season compared to now, no one would have predicted where the teams are currently, even though we're nine games in. You look at where some of the teams are sitting now, like Southampton, Aston Villa, mm. or say Man City, unfortunately, in 15th, 14th. You just can't tell, like, because some, all of a sudden, there could be one team that's under radar, under the radar, which would just off yeah, the yeah. fight. You know, you, you can't tell, like, and especially, like, say, Man City's situation where Sane had left, that was a big kick in the guts for them. Yeah. If, say, if it was any other club, you, you just, you can't predict it, you know. It's just, I guess it comes penalty. down to We might have a penalty on it. We've got a penalty. A penalty. penalty is a problem. Oh, what a good way to finish oh, the podcast. No, we load up into the penalty. Just our last little topic, oh, Jenna. I believe there's some multis floating around <laughs> this weekend. Hughesy, have you got a multi? Multi of the week, boys. We're not going to name uh, who we're... Doing our multis through due to a legal issue. Uh, but if that uh, company would ever like to sponsor us, um, just know that we are on that BS sports bet. Um, anyway, so my multi this week, the potential winnings I've got is $18,133. That's a great shout. It's a very great shout. And here's what we got, boys. This is the multi that you should be putting on, even though by the time this episode goes out, it doesn't even matter. Mm. You got Liverpool to beat Brighton, even though Brighton are about to score this penalty. You got Manchester City to beat Burnley. Mm. You got Cardiff to beat Luton, even it's though they've left me down to the past three weeks. I'm calling it right now. It's going to miss this penalty. You got Watford. Look at him. He's so cocky. He's going to miss it. Boy, oh, oh my goodness! He goes. I'm going to need it from four yards. And next look time. at Harry Potter writing the notes down. Continue yeah. the, that multi. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, so um, fourth. That was, that was something. Um, yeah, you got Watford to beat Preston. 
I've gone for a draw between Everton and Leeds. Oh, interesting. Cole. Very interesting. You know what I've also done? I've also gone for a draw between West Brom and Sheffield because Ooh. that's going to be a boring 0-0 game. Yeah. Controversial one. I say controversial, but it's going to come true. Southampton to beat Man United. Mm. It's going to be a 2-1. Yeah. Um, I did that because I thought we still had Danny Ings and I realised Danny Ings is out until fucking December. Yeah. Um, but anyway. What did he do? Um, his fucking leg or something. He's a footballer. I don't know. <laughs> um, he got Tottenham to beat Chelsea. Well, I've, 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 I've got to feel like And hang on, and I've got Leicester to beat Fulham. Nice. And I also have Wales to win the Euros next year. So that's yeah. that's just a lot. Of money on. I, I didn't have a chance. I completely forgot. Mate, I was already on it. Telling the boys, you got to put it in because we got to let the listeners know. All, all one and a half of you we quickly whipped it up. It's not very good. Watching. It's not very good. It's forty-two dollar potential winnings, but I mean, mm. you know what that is? Money is money. That's some fucking skin large condoms. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, same game, multi Brighton Liverpool. Liverpool to win over. We're looking for over two point five goals. Thanks, Neil Mope, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And Mo Salah to score at any time. And as Liverpool go forward here, Mo Salah's going to score. <laughs> no, they lost the ball. Okay. And City to beat Burnley. I mean, that's a lot of 14, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice, okay, safe yeah. one. Have you chucked your multi on, Luke? I have. I've gone the big multi this What's way. your potential winnings? Uh, the potential winnings, I, I don't really know how to look it up. $6,840. So I've got the biggest. Be, it's got to be a big multi. We're going to be able to pay off the. Uh, oh, Morpe pretending to be injured because he missed a penalty. Pay off the mortgage. I've got Liverpool to beat Brighton, mm, Everton to beat Leeds, mm. West Brom to beat Sheffield, Southampton mm. to beat United, mm-hmm. Chelsea yes. to beat Tottenham, Wolves to beat Arsenal, and West Ham to beat Villa. He's going for a Wolves against. I would have said that would be a draw. Oh, wins. Is there an option there to pull like. But it lowers your odds, but you can pull like a winner on drawing. Um, yeah. What? I don't understand this bet jargon. I just go, no, yes, this team no. will win. Substitute it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Shedcast, or two of you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. Hi, Mum. And uh, we'll speak to you all next Wait. Time. Oh. <laughs> Join us next week for when we do the food cast. Oh. Come on, Shed House. Oh. It's Shed Cast. <laughs>